Today in Security from Wired. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18. Plus. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome to the Spoken Edition of Wired. Brought to you by MD Anderson Cancer Center, where a team of nearly 21,000 strong are researching, innovating, and working to end cancer. Learn more about the leader in cancer care at makingcancerhistory.com. The FCC's plan to stop robocalls sounds awfully familiar by Brian Barrett. Despite high-profile arrests and protocols with clever names, the robocall scourge remains indomitable. On Wednesday, Federal Communications Commission Chair Ajit Pai teased a new proposal to put a serious dent in the problem. Stop us if you've heard this one before. On the face of it, Pai's proposal sounds appealing. It would allow carriers to block robocalls by default, rather than on an opt-in basis. If you want even more rigorous blocking, you could, under the proposal, opt in to use your contact list as a so-called white list, bouncing any number you don't already know and it would grease the skids for carriers to implement standards known as shaken and stir, which will make it easier to flag calls from spoofed phone numbers. You know, the ones that are weirdly so close to your own. This isn't an easy problem to solve, and we always need to be thinking about what more we can do, Pi wrote in a blog post announcing the proposal. The FCC will vote on the matter on June 6th. These are all, by and large, fine ideas. But they're not new ideas, and Pi's proposal doesn't appear to offer solutions for what has made such rules tricky to implement in the past. And while they would almost certainly help improve the current robocall nightmare, assuming they pass next month, they won't end it altogether. In fact, they may create some new headaches along the way. Without knowing the exact language of the proposed rule, it's hard to say exactly how Pi's broad strokes will play out in practice. But the notion that carriers should block calls on behalf of consumers dates back to Tom Wheeler's FCC, which in 2016 proposed that very thing. It seems to follow a familiar pattern from Chairman Pai of taking things that the Obama administration did, filing off the serial numbers and trying to take credit for it, says Harold Feld, Senior Vice President of the nonprofit group Public Knowledge. There's a certain chutzpah in having spent the previous administration in a passionate campaign to undermine every single thing and dissent from every single order now try to pretend that these are your own initiatives and take credit for them. Still, carriers have argued the FCC does need to clarify whether they can legally implement robocall blocking on an opt-out basis after a legal challenge to Wheeler's rule left that in doubt. Settling the issue could spur action on their part. What's less clear is how effective it would be. 
Let's assume this rule allows phone companies to implement call blocking technology that blocks all spoofed calls. That would be amazing, says Margot Saunders, senior counsel at the advocacy group National Consumer Law Center. What are the callers going to say about that, though? Because the law does not prohibit all caller ID spoofing, it only prohibits caller ID spoofing with intent to defraud. So, yes, you could expect to see fewer incoming calls from numbers that look suspiciously like your own. But as Saunders notes, That's just one kind of robocall. If that avenue of attack gets cut off, bad actors can always buy up legitimate phone numbers by the hundreds, or even thousands, to run their scams instead. Historically, once a technique stops working, the bad guys simply move to a different technique, says Alex Quilisi, CEO of Umail, a third-party service that offers robocall blocking. It should help people in terms of the number of robocalls they get through and bother them, but I'm not sure it reduces the actual volume of robocalls being made. We saw this when Scam Likely and other labeling came out from the carriers, and suddenly everyone made more robocalls. Consumer advocates also wonder who exactly will pay for all of this. Digging a moat against robocalls doesn't come cheap, and positioning it as an opt-out service could potentially simply add another automatic line item to your monthly bill. I have a strong suspicion that what carriers really want is an ability, whether you want it or not, to put a robocall blocking fee on your bill and charge you for that, says Feld. There's no economic incentive for carriers to improve robocall blocking. As with a lot of things, like 911 or emergency services, it's a cost that doesn't yield back profit unless you get permission to tack this on as a fee. Yes, in that scenario you'd be able to opt out if you wanted to, and at least you'd be getting fewer robocalls as part of the bargain. But consider how closely you look at your mobile bill, and how often. And remember that any solutions on the table right now will help the robocall problem, but not solve it entirely. The calculus suddenly doesn't look so simple. The good news is that those who spend their days mired in the robocall nightmare generally agree that Pi's proposal is a good, important step. But context matters. These are solutions that have bounced around for years and that promise incomplete results at best. That's absolutely better than nothing, but it's still not as much as you deserve. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.